Hey there, it's Trusty. And you know I love sitting at home, listening to good podcasts as much as I love going on adventures. And do I have a great one to recommend to all you smarty pants and smarty parents from the award-winning Go Kids Go team. It's called Snoop and Sniffy. What happens when Snoop, an experienced dog detective from London, gets sent to small-town Pflugerville to train clueless puppy Sniffy as an undercover agent? Mystery, adventure, and chaos! Seriously, the town of Pflugerville isn't Dolesville like Snoop expected, and he quickly realizes that he can't handle all the action without Sniffy by his side. Even when they're able to turn a blind eye to the alien superheroes and villains battling it out for control of Pflugerville, Snoop and Sniffy have their paws full solving wild and wacky mystery cases on Bark Street. Do you love to laugh? Do you love animals? Do you have the brightest mind since Sherlock Holmes? Then tag along. There are already eight seasons of hilarious canine crimes to solve. Search for Snoop and Sniffy on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Psst, Smarty Pants, I have a question. What if it was someone's birthday or your birthday and you're planning a party? What do you need? Cake, candles, Invitations. What else? A bouncy castle? Maybe. A clown or magician? Sure. But think, what is something you see at almost every birthday party? Hmm. Did you say balloons? That's right. You can't have a proper birthday party without balloons. And balloons aren't just for young kids on their birthday. You see balloons at weddings, graduations, and pretty much any party. But why? How did the balloon become a symbol for celebrating? And what exactly are balloons? Who invented them? And did you know that early balloons were made from animal guts? Yeah, you probably don't want to use old balloons at your next birthday party. Oh, and why does helium... Make your voice sound like this. Get ready for another whiff of science on... Is it you? Is it me? Is it science or history? Listen up, everyone. We make smarting lots of fun. And who's smarted? Okay, so it's your birthday. You know you want lots of balloons in your favorite colors and some big helium ones too. So you head to the store to buy some, and the person at the counter asks, Welcome to Party City. Can I interest you in some old balloons? Or would you prefer new balloons? Um, what are new balloons? New balloons are the colorful latex or foil decorations typically filled with air or helium, used in all kinds of celebrations during the past hundred years. And what, may I ask, are old balloons? Well, hundreds of years ago, balloons were made from butchered animal parts. The ancient Aztecs of Central America are said to have twisted cat bowels into animal shapes and filled them with air. Ew! In old Europe, entertainers had fun with balloons made with animal intestines, bladders, and stomachs. Yuck! Uh, let's go with new balloons. Popular choice. I can imagine your birthday party would be a lot different if we still used animal guts as balloons. Ew, what's that smell? But thanks to science, 
our birthdays are a lot less gross and a lot more colorful. The development of rubber 200 years ago changed the way balloons are made. In 1824, a scientist named Michael Faraday created the first rubber balloon to help him study hydrogen. He took two sheets of rubber, stuck them together, and filled them with the lightweight gas. Faraday was very impressed with the rubber's elasticity. Wow, this rubber stretches out into cool, fun shapes, like round. And he marveled at how his hydrogen-filled balloon floated up in the air. Up, up, and away she goes. Oh, I guess it's not coming back. This successful experiment created a brand new balloon that, unfortunately, kids could not play with. Until a year later. In 1825, rubber manufacturer Thomas Hancock began selling do-it-yourself balloon-making kits to kids. At the turn of the century, balloon makers were starting to use latex rubber, as they do today, but the balloons themselves still looked pretty bland. That changed in the mid-1930s with the first colored balloons sold appropriately at a fair, the Chicago World's Fair. Balloons here! Get your balloons here! Comes in lots of cool shapes like round and round but larger. From there, balloons grew in popularity and as a symbol of celebration. And now, it's hard to imagine a fair or birthday party without them. (laughs) Getting back to the first rubber balloon, do you remember what it was filled with? Nope, not air, not shaving cream, uh, definitely not baby sharks. Hydrogen! Hydrogen is the lightest gas on Earth, about 14 times lighter than air, which is why things filled with hydrogen float very easily. That's what Professor Faraday observed with the first rubber balloon. I think I can still see it floating away. And now it's gone. Oh dear. But hydrogen is no longer used in party balloons. And there's a good reason for that. Do you know what it is? I don't know. Here, let's pretend you're at a party right now where all the balloons are filled with hydrogen gas. Listen to what happens. This would be the time they bring out the birthday cake with lit candles. And when one of those candles gets a little too close to a hydrogen-filled latex balloon... Jet Nickerson reporting! Oh, it's a terrible scene here! Balloons are exploding! The decorations are on fire! The presents, too! It's total pandemonium! Oh, the humanity! Why didn't they just use animal bladders? Yep, hydrogen is pretty explosive. Not exactly something you want at a children's birthday party. They started banning hydrogen-filled toy balloons about a century ago. So here's the big question. What did they replace hydrogen with as the go-to gas for balloons? Is it A, argon, B, krypton, C, helium, or D, xenon? If you said C, helium, you're right. And if you guessed krypton, you've been watching too much Superman. Helium is the second lightest gas on Earth, so it too makes balloons float easily. And the nice thing is, it doesn't explode. Plus, there's one more interesting thing about helium that you probably already know. If you inhale it, 
Your voice sounds like this. <clears throat> Pretty silly, huh? So why does this happen? You'll find out right after this quick break. Hi, Trusty here with a special message for all the parents and guardians listening. I know how important it is for your child to excel in every way possible, especially when it comes to education. Well, thanks to my friends at iXL, you don't have to go it alone. iXL is a personalized learning platform that's transforming the way children master everything from math to social studies. iXL's interactive courses and immediate feedback ensure learning is super engaging and accessible for every student, pre-K through 12th grade. Imagine that, a tool that grows with your child, offering personalized recommendations based on their progress. And we know it works because we've used it ourselves. Adam Tex Davis, co-creator of Who Smarted, used iXL to help his daughter stay on top of her schoolwork and excel in her classes. Backed by research, students who use the iXL program are more likely to get higher test scores because iXL functions like a tutor. And whether your child needs help with homework, classwork, test prep, or is looking for a challenge, iXL has you covered, and all of that at an affordable rate. A one-month subscription to iXL costs less than what most tutors charge for an hour. And one subscription is good for every child in your household. Join the millions of parents who trust iXL and make an impact on your child's learning today. Oh, and who smarted listeners get an exclusive 20% off iXL membership when you sign up now at iXL.com slash smarted. Visit iXL.com slash smarted to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. iXL Learning. Inspire. Excel. Learn more at iXL.com. Hey there, smarty moms, dads, adults, and anyone who loves great food but doesn't always have the time or energy to grocery shop, prep, and cook a big meal. Well, take it from me, the trusty narrator. I found the perfect solution to having delicious home-cooked meals without all the time and hassle. It's called Factor Meals. With Factor Meals, you can forget about all the shopping, chopping, or even washing dishes. That's because Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals arrive at your door ready to heat and eat in just two minutes. That's right. With Factor, you and your family are always just two minutes away from chowing down on chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, delicious gourmet meals. From calorie smart to protein plus to vegetarian to keto options, Factor has six menus guaranteed to meet your wellness goals. And with over 35 meal choices and 60 add-ons weekly, your taste buds will never get bored. I personally started ordering Factor meals last month for those busy days when I want a tasty lunch or dinner that fills me up and crushes my nutrition goals, but I only have five minutes to cook it. And Factor 100% delivers on time, every time. So head on over to factormeals.com slash smarted50 and use code smarted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code SMARTED50 at factormeals.com slash SMARTED50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Now back to Who Smarted. So, why is it you can sound perfectly normal one second, but after inhaling just a tiny bit of helium, you sound like this? <clears throat> well, it actually has to do with the reason why helium-filled balloons go up. Helium is lighter than air, 
and sound waves move faster through helium than they do through air's heavier gases of oxygen and nitrogen. So when you breathe in just a little bit of helium, the sound waves created by your vocal cords bounce around more quickly through the helium that is now in your vocal tract. You're basically making the sound of your voice faster, and that causes it to sound higher. It's similar to what happens when you make a recording and play it back at a faster speed, like this. And play it back at a faster speed, like this. Even though it sounds funny, breathing in helium is no laughing matter, and it can be dangerous. When you breathe in helium or any other gas, you stop breathing in oxygen, which your body needs to stay alive. So as fun as it sounds, you should not breathe in a lot of helium. And you should never do it without a parent around. Trust me, it works a lot better inside a balloon than it does in your lungs. True or false? The most important usage of balloons is for celebrations and parties. Did you say false? If so, you're right. Today's balloons are used for way more than just celebrations. Scientists have used balloons to examine cosmic rays and the upper atmosphere, as well as to better understand the weather. And then there are balloons used for travel, mostly on nicer days. When we talk about humans flying, we usually think about planes. But people actually learned how to fly using balloons first. Whoa. Hot air balloons are actually older than rubber balloons, with their first flights happening in the 1700s. People back then discovered if you heat up air inside a cloth balloon, the air inside becomes lighter than the air outside, causing the balloon to rise. Oh my goodness, we're flying! Hot air balloons are still popular today. You may have seen one. You also may have seen another type of balloon that can be used for transportation. One that's filled with helium, like a party balloon. Do you know what it is? Here's a hint. Welcome to Super Bowl 55! As you can see by this beautiful overhead shot of the stadium, these fans are ready to go. Did you guess it? Yep. Blimps are often spotted at sporting events, providing aerial shots for TV broadcasts. Most blimps are filled with helium, just like party balloons, but they're large enough to take people up in the air. And that's got me thinking. Just how many of those latex party balloons would you need to go up into the air yourself? Is it A, 50, B, 100, C, 1,000, or D, just one? The answer is D, just one. Just one? Yep. Just one. Well, more specifically, one giant balloon, like the kind of float you'd see in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Yeah, we don't sell those here. Each of the float balloons you see in the Thanksgiving Day Parade needs 50 to 100 people to keep it from floating away. If only one person tried to hold on to that giant float, they'd be the one floating. Whee! Okay, okay, but what about regular balloons, like the kind you'd buy from my friend here? How many regular-sized, helium-filled party balloons would you need to go up into the air? Is it A, 100, B, 500, or C, 1,000? Sorry, you need to call ahead for an order that big. Actually, none of those would be enough. You see, one balloon alone can lift about 14 grams, which is about the weight of an empty 12-ounce soda can. You'd need about 32 helium-filled balloons to lift one single pound. So... If you bought 100 balloons for your birthday party, you're in no danger of taking off. 
100 balloons can only lift a little more than three pounds. Now, if you bought 2,400 balloons, that could lift someone weighing around 75 pounds. And if you bought 4,000 balloons, that could lift someone weighing 125 pounds. But even that will only get you just off the ground. If you want to fly way, way, way up in the air, you'd need thousands and thousands more balloons. Okay, your total for 10,000 balloons comes out to $2,650. They'll be ready in about three weeks. Uh, my birthday was actually last month. I'm good. Sorry. A big, big shout-out to Kurt and Smarty Mom Beth in Forest Lake, Minnesota. Thanks for laughing and learning with us on the way to and from school. This episode, Balloons, was written by Dave Beaudry and voiced by Kim Davis, Jason Williams, Adam Davis, Max Kamaski, and Jerry Colbert. Technical direction and sound design by Josh Hahn. Who Smarted is recorded and mixed at the Relic Room Studios, and our associate producer is Max Kamaski. The theme song is by Brian Suarez, and the lyrics were written and performed by Adam Tex Davis. Who Smarted was created and produced by Adam Tex Davis and Jerry Colbert. This is an Atomic Entertainment production. 